All right, we're here. Blacklight Podcast listeners, what's up? What's up? Uh, Levi, it is like, it's time. Like, people are shooting. People are getting into it. The wedding season has begun. I can hear the wedding bells <laughs> ringing here from my house. Because uh, we have a church song, next door. Yeah, the songbirds are chirping and singing their wedding songs. The bridesmaids and groomsmen are paying a lot of money for clothes to only wear once. And those bank accounts are popping popping as deposits come rolling in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Times are good. Photographers are happy. Photographers across the nation are buying $5 lattes. <laughs> <laughs> buying camera gear that they're going to regret and then sell again at the and end of the season. <laughs> renting them those convertibles when they go to weddings, driving the top down. <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> Rent a convertible and cruise to the wedding oh man uh, but this is uh, this is why we do it I think we're in it I think people are starting to get starting to get warmed up do you have any uh, I mean we kind of talked about this but do you have any uh, like uh, traditions or like customs pre-wedding pre-wedding customs? season or season or just pre-wedding okay. things um, that help you get into the game no on, on wedding days itself I like actually like a lot of time to myself just to like kind of like unwind unwind and like it's like a wind up maybe oh. to get myself ready for the day. And it's like, like if I, ha- I don't like to make plans. Even if I have a whole morning off, I don't like to go like get breakfast with people or anything like that. I like to just be like <sighs> free before I get the anxiety. I'm picturing you like in front of the mirror saying, you can shoot portraits. <laughs> you can do this. Landscapes, landscapes, big. <laughs> You're amazing. Your photos are awesome. You can do this. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Have you seen the video of that girl who stands in front of the mirror and she like says all kinds of awesome things about herself? She's like, my hair is amazing. I'm awesome. My little, mom is awesome. A little baby girl? She's like, yeah. like three years old. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one, like yeah. with her dad or something like that. I think she's by. I think oh. one thing she's by herself. But yeah, I've seen it. anyways, yeah, I do one of those. Um, but before the wedding season, I like to go out and get a couple new shirts for mm. a couple button ups mm-hmm. for the wedding game. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure I have some shoes that will make you throughout the year. Maybe mm-hmm. get a, a cheaper blazer that's affordable mm-hmm. that I can like throw on top of a H and M dog. Yeah, something like that where it's like just a low low cost. So I can dress up the look. Um, I usually have to get my gear cleaned out and stuff like that, but I usually do that like at the end of the season, like in January, February. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How about you? Any uh, pre-wedding rituals or just pre-wedding season? I think before I used to get so nervous, but the last few weddings I've shot, I have not gotten ner- not nervous at all, and so I don't do any pre-wedding thing. I'm just like, all right, we just cruise the wedding. Like I literally just like start getting ready the morning of i'm like oh i need to charge some batteries <laughs> i've definitely done that before i'm like oh shoot i should be, i should yeah. be charging batteries yesterday yeah because you're not in it and yeah. so when, when you're in the game you're like you're ready everything's charged the night before and you're like you're ready with every but when you're starting to warm up and get into the you know it's like oh yeah i have to like get into go mode and so it takes a little bit of it takes a few weddings for me to get into go i was actually asked do you do you ever feel a little bit bad for the couples whose wedding is the first wedding of the year no, uh, I don't because I think even though it's the first wedding, I I I concentrate on my bases. Like I might not go as crazy and have some more interesting imagery for that first wedding, but I will definitely cover the wedding like a wedding photographer. Like I will I will just go into myself, be a little bit slower, and just cover everything yeah. very nicely. And you know, so they'll it's it's a give and take. Whereas I'll, you know, later in the season, I'll have a little bit more like leeway for myself and I'll just like 
start getting imagery that might be very, very different. But when I'm first starting, I'm like, all right, I have to stand here. I have to do this and I have to do this. And then later on, I like, yeah, let that yeah. Slip. I always kind of felt that like tension, but I shot my first wedding of the year back in February. And, um, I was like, I think looking through the images at the end, I was like, oh yeah, I crushed this one. This is great. Oh, and so I felt like super stoked. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess like I, I going into the wedding, I had felt nervous because I was like, I haven't shot in a few months. Like it's, or shot a wedding in a few months. Like this is like, you know, got to make sure I'm back in the rhythm. And actually the bride's parents, the bride's dad was like a, um, a director and like producer, of like not like reality television, but like documentary mm-hmm. style television back like in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. And they actually pulled me aside at the very beginning. Like, Hey, here's a couple of shots that we want. And I was like, I felt this pressure immediately. Yeah. But then after, at the end, when I delivered this stuff, I was like, okay, I feel good about this. This is, the, yeah, I did this. But yeah, and I, I think it's like that I was reminded of myself, like, oh yeah, you know what? I've been doing this for long enough now that I don't need as much of a warm up as maybe I feel like I might need. Yeah, you're a professional yeah. and you, you've done it. That's yeah. nice. Like, I, can, like, yeah. I can jump in and do it. Yeah, people ask me, they're like, oh, you know, the, the age old question, like, hey, do you like, I don't think I could take all the pressure of doing what you do. And the last person who asked me was a psychiatrist. You know, she's like, I have so much pressure on the wedding day. Like, what if you mess up? And I'm like, yeah, but what if you mess up? <laughs> like, <laughs> on your job, you know? Like, and, and we talked about it a little bit, but for me, it's like, I do it all the time. It's like, it's, it's literally just my job. I don't have to worry about messing up because I've already made fail-safes and I've studied it and I've figured it out. And, you know, obviously I'm careful and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a possibility that I'll mess up or I'll, something hop into the card or something like that but i have fail safes and yeah so i don't i don't feel that stress of like oh what if i'm gonna mess up that's such a like a early on fear yeah now that you've been doing it forever and ever and ever it's like i don't even worry about that you yeah. know so i'm i yeah i the last wedding i shot i shot um all manual focus and so there was a moment in which i felt a little bit of stress like man uh like this like processional stuff mm-hmm. i'm doing it manual focus all that kind of stuff and i love the challenge of new gear and so i was shooting with um all sony gear but all with the milvis lined lenses which are sweet lenses so i love the image quality that i get from that but i was a little worried about uh just like my speed of my reaction time but um it turned out beautifully and i like that stress and since i'm a professional i take the precautions that i need and I, I'll measure my distances right. for for the processional, and I'm just I'm ready, and I feel even more like a professional or like a professional because I'm I'm shooting s- like smarter. I'm yeah. not working harder. I'm just shooting smarter, and so which is funny because we weren't going to talk about it, but that's my <laughs> that's what I love about shooting film. Um, we I second shot a wedding, and the this past a couple weekends ago um, with my buddy Adam, and. The bride and groom had purchased uh, his film package, which is just like an upsell of like two grand where he only shoots film. And so he bought me a bunch of film. I took my two uh, F2s and he was shooting Leica, but all we were both shooting film. He's also shooting a, a not a Diana, but a, what's a Rolleiflex. Mm-hmm. Um, and we shot the whole wedding on film and it just slows you down so much. And so at first I was like, Oh man, what's this going to be like as a little bit of pressure. But I love that sort of pressure to create something new. Like all of a sudden I'm contained. So I have to work in the confines of film. Um, and so yeah. we just got the images back and I was like super pumped. I was like, okay, like we rocked it. Like, yeah. And so, uh, I don't even know why I started saying that, but I love shooting, 
uh, like that whole wedding was on film. That's not my strong suit, but we we did it. Yeah, I think it, you know. the segue was the professionalism aspect of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like I was recently pulling through some film images that I'd shot back in. Uh, it's, these were a while ago, but from a trip to Europe I'd taken a couple years ago, and I was like, holy crap, I love these colors. I love you know, I love mm-hmm. the compositions, and I remember you know, and a lot of the images are. I think there's a, b- a higher quantity of like keepers in film than there are in digital because the, I feel like I'm always asking that question like is this really worth a photo right and I think with digital we just like even on my phone like snap 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 like I took a, and you always say like hey I, I took a couple extra for you if someone asked to take a photo for, right you know, and I'm like you know we're, we're we're basically bogging down our phones our computers all this stuff for like maybe to be a good shot maybe not versus being like no this is a good shot I'm gonna take it right with film it's like well digital for me I shoot before the scene and after the scene. Mm-hmm. I shoot all around right. whatever the scene is. If it's a portrait, I might test it, test it with it. when it's film, I'll dial everything in. I'll dial in my exposure mm-hmm. and everything and then I'll sit there and I'll wait. You know, and I'll wait for three seconds or five seconds or whatever happens until the thing happens and then I'll shudder. And it's literally I love so I did a shoot uh, with this girl when we were when we were in New York. Oh last. yeah, yeah. And dude, those shots were awesome. And the, the I would look between the digital and the film because I did them pretty much side by side. And the only the difference, so, so, sure, there was like more detail in the highlights uh, for the film stuff, and so I really did enjoy sort of the feeling of the images. But um, I loved when I took those images. Like I, I just remember. I remember it very clearly for the film. I just waited for the wind to blow her hair a little bit, and then, then click. You know, it was just like, oh, where the digital one. I was like, okay, my lines are straight and everything. Okay, the light. That's where I want her. Click. Okay, I'm done. Right. Whereas the film, it was like this romantic sort of sort of experience. So when I got the images back, the ones that were poignant. I mean, there were some digital ones that were pretty baller, but the ones that I like felt something with right. were the film ones. I was like, mm, like maybe there is something to it. And so lately, I just did my first engagement shoot that was all film, and thinking about like, I don't know, how many f- digital frames are you going to take for a film shoot or for a digital shoot? Um, a lot. Yeah, you might take for two hours of shooting. You might take 600 frames. I don't know what, you know, whatever, yeah. however you shoot, if you're a heavy shooter. Whereas I only took, I took like five rolls of film, you know. Yeah, on on thir- 35 millimeter. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 36 times five, basically yeah. 180, 180 frames total. I, that's all I took for the whole engagement shoot. That's also all I took. That's all the film I shot for the whole wedding that I shot with Adam. I, I shot like six rolls of film. For the whole day, which is such a, a yeah. wild thing for me. And I was yeah. like, huh. But we got the images back and covered the day. And obviously, he was shooting, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, can you imagine that for my wedding, though, if you like only took 250 photos or 300 photos total? That's mm-hmm. all you actually took. And that's not assuming they're all keepers. But like, you're like, yeah, I'm only going to take 300 photos. But like, I, I love that. If your percentage well, of keeps are, sure, are strong. Even, but yeah, I guess, it even, I, I, I guess more of what I'm actually getting at is, like, I think as photographers it's easy to think that there's so much more needed that isn't actually needed. Like what is actually, if we boil it down to the essentials, what do people need and what do they want and what do they need? And those are very different things, honestly. Um, but what do you need is probably much, much more narrow than what we actually deliver. I love that. I think, okay. So I've been, I tell my clients sometimes about my deliverable, my quantity, 
I'm like, listen, I go for quality over quantity. Think about how many minutes are in your day. And so for an eight-hour day, you have, you're the math guy. 480. 480 minutes. Yeah. Are you going to deliver more pictures than there are minutes in the day? That's a lot of pictures, you know? Like, when I think about it that way, it's like, how is it possible that I'm striking gold or making imagery that's poignant or that's strong enough to deliver and I'm making more than there are minutes. Like every minute I take a different photo. That's way too many photos. It would actually make sense that maybe every 10 minutes I have a strong photo or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, in that case, it'd be like 50 bangers. It could do like amazing photos and actually more documentary of the day. 400 photos are like documentary things that happen. And 50 of those are like, boom, these are in the book. Yeah, like how many, it, it just makes me think I need to deliver less. It's not possible that I go, I mean, we are really good at making pictures. As photographers today, we're, we can run into a room and I can shoot the getting ready in like five minutes and have like 30 photos. Right. You know, you know, it's just like I can do the angles and everything, but am I waiting enough? Am I creating imagery that's strong enough? And so, Well, yeah, I think there's almost that compelling point where it's like, hey, take a lot of good photos, but that forces us to kind of use other means to make great photos versus actually photographing the moments that are that we actually want to photograph. For example, it is possible to shoot the getting ready in like five minutes and like slay it, have killer photos, and jump in and jump out. But I personally, like, man, I feel like if I had if I was with them for like, and this is what I'm trying to, to contrast, I guess. Yeah, if I was with yeah. them for like two hours, I feel like it'd be dope to get like three or four killer photos because I was there, saw the reactions, saw the experiences uh, versus popping in for like five minutes and delivering five photos that like maybe look good, but like are, are uh, mean nothing, mean, mean nothing or, yeah. or, or almost are untrue about the actual circumstances. Mm. But then I think the, the client on that side, they're like, Oh, you're with me for two hours. You only have five photos. That's the, that's the thought. But pattern. That's when we have to set expectations right. that like, listen, I'm giving you quality and right. not quantity. I'm here for like, to make sure I get the, all the stuff that, is that needs to be grabbed? Yeah, and I, I think people again. And I think the part of it is like, I was there. There was a lot of moments that happened. Maybe, maybe that's their, their perceptions. Like these, yeah. I, I remember like ten moments that I experienced, and you only gave me like five photos. Yeah, but yeah, and I hear you, and I I, I agree with that. But at the same time, I, I think it is our job to in that in, the, in our consultation before the wedding to define like, listen, I'm not there to give you everything i'm sh- i'm here to show you what i see on your day and what you know i can't give you every look and every memory i'm you know like i don't know if you have to say it like that but there has to be some sort of dialogue to define your expectations for your clients so that they know that you're there for the art or for yeah. the for the quality because if you just go around and you're just clicking all day long you're you're going to miss something anyway right and then you're yeah. going to call out your experiences anyway and so that's what that, I think that's why I love the film side, because if I went in for two hours and I only had 36 frames because, you know, you're only going to get 20 images. I'm right. not I'm not all the frames are going to be bangers. And then the bangers I'm for. So I'm going to give you 15 images, maybe. And I'm going to take my time. I'm going to mm-hmm. slow down and I'm going to. And so I don't know. I think there's there's something to shooting that way. But let's uh, I like this. I like your question. What if we boiled it down, like you said, to the essentials. What is needed and wanted? I know this is a crazy take, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, like, let's actually go through the entire wedding day and think about, okay, how how many shots make sense? What are the essentials to do for 
for getting ready. Where do the essential ceremonies lie? If there are, yeah, you know, because I live in the world that I don't think that anything's essential. I want to give my clients art, but at the right. same time, there are sort of like set photos that I'm like, all right, I got that photo. I mean, I, I feel like if I were to be like, these are the essential photos, I could probably, I mean, throughout the whole day, yeah, I feel like I could, we could probably literally boil it down to like 15 photos. 15? I, I mean, of like essential, like, yes, these are the ones you have to get. Dope. Okay, um, what are your, what, give me your top five. I'll, I'll, I'll do them out of order so that way I can just think about what I think is really sure, important. Sure, sure. Um, I definitely feel like, um, depending on a family situation, a good family photo I'm just saying, I'll just include that as like two photos, bride's family, groom's family, or one partner's family, the other partner's family, mm-hmm. um, as being the essentials. Like those two I think are essential because those are historical. I think one like classic portrait, like couple looking at the camera, even if it's styled well, looks, looks really good. That, I mean, a classic portrait I think is an essential. That's three. Uh, and then I think like one, maybe more creative portrait. It doesn't have to be like art, super artsy, but just like more like lifestyle editorial kind of portrait one i mean i'm just thinking of essentials okay so that's that's four images um i think a good ceremony shot like a wide like a, the two of them i think i guess i'm saying that a good ceremony shot meaning of um of each partner doing like with like their faces during a Pivotal moment, pivotal time. Maybe that's the vows. Maybe that's like someone else sharing. Like it's like a great smile reaction, or a laugh, or like a tear, or like yeah, one of maybe each of them individually as they're presenting, or it can one of the shots, kind of both of them in there. I think those two be great. Um, so that's gonna be like six shots, and like one wide shot of the ceremony. Um, that's like I think seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one one shot of like. One shot of the reception with the couple together where it's a little bit more like a quiet moment at the reception. Just like them having conversation amongst themselves, them like talking. Them while like feeling, they're sitting? Or while they're, it doesn't matter. Just, just like, at the reception? Yeah, at the reception. I think sitting is great. Like them like, okay. um, like that's like eight. One moment, one reception moment. One like, yeah, powerful reception moment of them sharing a moment amongst people around them. Okay. Um, if they do a dance, one shot of them standing it doesn't this wouldn't have to be in the dance but like one shot of them standing like with like close intimacy close proximity of, of themselves together um oftentimes it happens during the dance but it doesn't have to i'd say that's maybe eight um nine oh it's nine okay yep nine and then i think probably like two or three candid shots of guests or family okay. um would be great um Especially the ones that are more meaningful, whether it's like a grandparent or a parent. So we're around 12. Um, I think that there'd be one great portrait of each of them independently, individually. Um, That'd be 14. And I think one one great shot, in my mind, of like uh, if there's a bride, a bride getting getting into a dress or in her dress or kind of like with her community around her, because I think that's usually a very pivotal moment for couples or for a bride. so I think that's around around fifteen. That's what I'd probably say. That, yeah, like those are I think the core essentials of what the I really want to get. Yeah, I yeah. mean I think those are like if I had to say, um, 
There are going to be like auxiliary shots, I think, surrounding Things that. that happen just for sure. free like, for a Just moments. moments, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like if we, if we had to say, okay, like, you know, pick out 20 more moments, I think about my own wedding, like, there's like so many great shots of like candid shots of emotional like hugs and people like tears and that. They were really, that really poignant. Um, and, but I think those things are contextualized by the other moments that are, that happen, that fit by the essentials. But I think in that mind, it's like, that's like, 35, that's around 50 pictures probably total. All right, I'm like, going to add my essentials okay, to your list. Because um, I, I like your list, but it's interesting we're different photographers. Yeah, like, yeah. I can see it already, you know? Because I think, essentially, I love getting a getting ready shot like of her just hanging around with her uh, bridesmaids, you know, or something like that, or the groomsmen like, in the room hanging out for the story. So I think two getting ready images. Okay. Yeah, not necessarily getting into their clothes, but just, sure. like, hanging out. The hanging out, sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I'll just put two getting ready images. Uh, and then I think I I would personally add, like, five shots for details because I think that people put so much time into their details. Yeah. Like that's an important scene setter for visuals. Um, so two getting ready images. Uh, and then... Like, when I say details, it could be from whatever the paper products are to sure. however they've set up their their table for yeah. the reception to a scene of just the, the wedding bare, you know, like the ceremony location with no people in it, that kind of thing. Because I think sometimes the bride doesn't get to see that fresh and clean, yeah. and it's something they've thought about uh, quite a bit. They've talked to their planner about it. They've talked to the florist about it. And so to see it, like... Hey, we're documenting all the things that you put together. Um, I I would almost say five to ten, but that's just we're doing essentials. I'm gonna yeah. say five essential five uh, details. Like even the dress, even though she's gonna be in it, I I want to photograph it interestingly and just say, hey, like look at this, you know. Um, so I'll put five, but you know, if, yeah. if I was really doing this, I'd do a lot more. But anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, so I, I'm trying to think during the ceremony for me, I think the, it is like the processional for the bride walking down the aisle sure. yeah, yeah. would be in there for me. Like, and so that's only one, I think some people would definitely put like the groom's reaction, but I've never not gotten the bride walking down the aisle for right. me. That's an important Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, processional, and uh, have you ever missed the processional? Just like the like, bride walking in the aisle, or or just like you know how sometimes it just starts and yeah. you're like, oh, damn. we got to do this, like yeah. oh, we're doing, you know, it's like your planner or whoever doesn't actually tell you, and you're doing something else, and then the processional starts, you're mm-hmm. like, oh snap, like I'm not in the right position. Yeah, uh, I think I've done it like one time, but I made up for it. Like I was just like, I could do this, and so I. Uh, shot it from the side for the first person, or, or I mean, it, yeah. For if it's like wedding party people coming through, I will always have my second shooter shoot that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and because to me, I'm this again. This is maybe just my own experience having been married. Those photos are not that interesting. Yeah, like they're really not that great of photos. And the, what's only thing that about those that stands out is when there is a, a moment between the person walking down and like the groom or the bride or whoever's at the front of the other. Mm-hmm. That to me is like the only thing where there's like a deep moment that like makes that photo outstanding. Otherwise, it's literally just someone walking down something that usually doesn't have and it usually doesn't have any. For me, even those are my friends and my family walking down. Like it's. I know. Yeah, it's just it is just that the only time that there's usually a lot of emotion 
is when it's the yeah. That's like it's like and her whoever. The one thing for me that makes that an essential shot is like with the emotion. Otherwise, it's like yeah. There's not a shot of like professional. Like I say, I say it's still even without emotion. I'm still gonna take that shot. That's one. That's the one thing at a wedding that even though I want to be as artistic as I can, I can be. It's very rare that if I'm shooting alone, I won't just stand in the front or squat in the front and take that shot. Yeah, that's the shot. I'm like, huh? I gotta take this one. You know that, and then the kiss. I have to. I don't know if we put that on there. But we, I didn't put it on there, but I do think it's like. You don't think the kiss is important? I mean, I think it's important. What are you about to say? What are you about to say? I feel like okay. What do you feel like? I do feel that there is like a powerful moment of the couple at the front together. To me, is like that's an essential shot. I think 90% of the time that's manifested in a kiss or it's photographed as if it's the kiss. But I do think that those moments can be other, other, things. other things. Now, the couple. Yeah, but this is all I'm saying is I hear you and I agree with you. Right. I mean, this, that's me speaking as, as an artist versus sure. as a. As but a, as a wedding photographer, as like, this is your job. Right. Which one are sure. you going to deliver yeah, and okay. miss? And like, you have to. The kiss is. You're right. Yeah, you yeah. Just, you're right. You're right. I want you to be artistic with it. I want to be artistic, but I'm going to get the kiss shot. Right. Like, I'm going to yeah, wait true. for it. I'm going to be like, oh, this this officiant is uh, is new for new officiants. You have to be ready because they don't even. Sometimes an older officiant will say, right before you kiss, I want to say this thing, or so they'll prep the audience mm-hmm. for the new officiants. You know, you'll just, just they'll be, be like, like tell them the middle of a story. Be like, <laughs> yeah. one time I was camping in the redwoods, now and now presented the couple the legacy. I've had it so many have it happen so many times. We're just like, like, oh, I'm watching you, new officiant, because you don't know. You don't also, know. okay, yeah. I don't, I don't shoot a ton of like traditional Catholic ceremonies, but mm-hmm. I feel that in the Catholic ceremony, like the kiss is a wild card. It can happen anytime. It's, yeah, it's in the middle. Somewhere. It's, it's in the middle yeah. somewhere, yeah. but it's not even predictable. Yeah. It's like. All right, it's like now there's a blessing, a homily, a middle homily, like <laughs> the kiss. Hey, kiss for quick. Yeah. Kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> and then it's like, you're not married yet, but there you go. And I'm like, I'm like, I, what? Yeah. I've almost missed a couple. Yeah, no, I've, I'm sure I've missed them for that. You know, like, I don't know if I have or not, but. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, let's get back to your list here, because I feel like this is. Uh, yeah, so I think the kiss is on there. Um, oh, gosh, now the list is getting longer. It's so long, but. No, it's important. Uh, and I think you said, well, let's go to reception. I mean, I think I agree with you there. Like, I didn't even have, like, a tender moment for... I wouldn't have had that, like, a tender moment yeah. for d- during the reception. I would shoot a tender moment, but I, I wouldn't know it to be essential. The, the, the dancing, the first dance between them, sure, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely very important. Um, and I love one of my new tricks this the last few weddings is sometimes a bride and groom will go out to the floor before the song starts and they're just standing there. And so sometimes I don't want to get in the way of people while they're dancing, but as soon as they get on the floor, they'll usually, they'll hug or they're, they're waiting for the song and yeah. they'll just look at each other and I'm right up there with them. Like I'm not just awkward, not awkwardly, like it's before the song starts, they're just waiting, but they're having a small quick moment Obviously, the music's not playing, but nobody will know that. Yeah, later. when you see the photo, yeah, it'll music. be like, "Oh, dang, he was right there." You know, I don't know why I said that in that <laughs> accent. But, uh, and so, I've really loved uh, 
just like looking for that moment sooner than when the music starts, mm-hmm. like trying to shoot obviously silently or like as if there's no sound. And so I jump in there super early so that obviously the people know, like, okay, 80 shooting, but the song hasn't started yet. So I'm not really, being yeah, and I'll yeah. go capture the quota and then I'll kind of melt back and let the, the, the thing play and I'll step up and get what I need if I need to. But I don't have like my 85 is the longest lens that I shoot with. So it's not like I, yeah. Um, so quick interruption. It's funny because we went to a friend's wedding a few weeks ago, and I was thinking, um, like, as a photographer, I always feel like, oh, I'm in the way of, of things that are happening. Mm-hmm. I feel bad sometimes. But as a guest, I was like, I'm the, I'm not really that engaged with all this stuff. It's like first dance, it's nice. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna watch. But I'm like, it's not a big deal. But it's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here for three minutes straight and watch this whole thing. Yeah. I'm like talking to my friend. It's like, so I'm like, oh yeah, you're really probably not disrupting. Yeah, anyone really, and that's where I'm like, I it's oh, it's always fun for me to go as a guest and be like, oh man, like I really am probably way less intrusive than I think I am, yeah, because people don't really care as much as you think they care, yeah, unless they're. I've been with photographers that are obtrusive. Sure, I think, yes, I think it's I think, but I think that's a very I, different line between like the normal yeah. photographer and like the like obtrusive photographer. Yeah, I think most of us are just trying to get out of the way enough for the everyone, everyone for the uh, whole entire guest. Um, part you know right. to see everything and to enjoy the wedding themselves but i've been with some some true photojournalist photographers like they're legit pj photographers and during the ring exchange they'll stand right in front like and cover the rings during you know and they'll get some beautiful images but none of the guests will ever see the ring exchange right. things like that where i'm like oh like they just they don't care like they'll yeah. in my mind i don't even want to cross in front of the guest line, like the parents right, and stuff, yep. twice. Like, I'm like, if I'm having second shooter, it's like, don't walk in front of them more than once, you know? But rarely, I will normally go down the center and then I'll come back to the back. No right. run to yeah, the side. Yeah, same. I usually do like, the go, whole, like, you yeah. turn around it. And I'll never cross in front. But some people, you know, you'll cross in front. But I'm usually hiding and trying to find my, you know? And so, but I was shot with some PJ guys. I remember one guy, great shooter, uh, and we were shooting at some castle or something. And he, so the the wedding was like on like five stairs, like the ceremony sure. like raised five stairs. And uh, the, the whole bridal party was sitting below and all watching. And he was on the stairs right to the left of the ceremony, just standing there, camera down, just waiting for a moment. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Because I had went... And climbed up this bell tower thing for a wide shot. Yeah. And I was like, is he ever going to leave? Like, he stood there the whole time. And I never took the shot. I took the shot, but he never left. He just stood there and he put his camera, like, next to his hip. And he just waited for something else to happen. And he was like, yeah, because he's a PJ guy. He mm-hmm. doesn't, he's not thinking about anything else. He's covering the wedding. And it was uh, super interesting to see that. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm not obtrusive at all. <laughs> like, because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just like sitting here, like I would never stand where he's standing. Like that doesn't seem, like that just. But did the bride and groom care? Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the parents or anyone else cared. But okay, let's get back to this. <laughs> My bad. Uh, kiss reception, uh, and then dancing. I'm gonna give like, you know, if there's a band and or there's a great DJ and if people are dancing, I should say. I would give the list uh, five dance A couple photos. dance photos, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go through again. Yeah, So 
Okay, so you started with two family portraits, yeah. which obviously there would be more, but yeah, yeah. a classic portrait and an editorial portrait, two great ceremony shots, um, so that's six, a wide shot, one reception moment, one dance shot, oh, a couple dance shot, uh, two or three candidates of guests, two or three portraits of individual bride and groom shots, bride getting into the dress, mm-hmm. two, and I said two getting ready, five detail shots. Uh, I say one processional, but is like mandatory of, right. of her coming down. Uh, one kiss shot and five dance photos. Uh, I'm sure we're forgetting something, but um, let me just count that up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. So about thirty photos. But I mean, like. That's kind of crazy. But, like, yeah, there's probably really only 30. Not that obviously, there's not only, but, like, realistically, you can probably del- you can probably deliver 30 photos from a wedding if, let's say, like, everything crashed or, like, something happened or whatever, and, and you have these 30 photos. You can be like, yeah, like, this is still. This is your wedding. This is what you, yeah. It's That's, covered. Yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead and just push that to 50 just because. Sure. Let's run it up. Yeah. Just because it's, it's a. Uh, I'm going to give. Space for moments and for creativity. Right. Every every photographer like, can do whatever they want with those other twenty photos. Yeah, there's a little artistic license in there, and so, but if we get these thirty photos, and so, it, but think about that thirty photos. But by the time the getting ready's done, how many? If you're a digital shooter, you've probably taken a couple hundred <laughs> you, photos. Yeah, you've taken so many photos. You've taken more photos than there are minutes so in, this in that is, small okay. amount of time. Do you, For think, me, anyway. do you think photographers take photos because they think something's happening or because they feel like people will judge them if they're not taking photos? Because I feel like I'm on the second side of that train. Yeah. But I feel like I feel bad if I'm like not taking photos because I might be like, oh, they pay me to be here or they probably want to see me taking they, It's more about me giving them performance than it is me actually taking photos that matter. Yeah, I think that that's there. And I've been with photographers that are on both sides of this. But I think for me, it's more that I think and I have that belief that almost anything can be a photo so i'm constantly looking for random things that might be photos and so therefore i have a lot of fails like a lot of the images don't work but a lot of the you know a lot of the images like in the creative license part um, i'm just constantly trying different things or shooting through this glass or this reflection and so once i so a lot of it is composition heavy and then once I get the composition, then I have to wait for the moment. Right. But I have to look to see if it even works. Because sometimes it's not just a clear, like, she put her makeup on, click. It's like, okay, she put her makeup on. Okay, did I nail that shot, though, through the reflection? I, I am every, chimping. Everyone's like, don't chimp. But I'm like, I have this tool here, and I'm trying to make this image right. perfect. Right. I'm not trying to leave it to chance. I'm a professional. So I'll look, and I'll say, okay, I missed it, or I need to be take this part out that I didn't see. Right. I'll take it again. It's not in the sense that, like, I don't know my settings. I'm just making sure that it's perfect. Right. And so I, I mean, it's a pursuit of my own personal art. And so I use the back of the camera or I'll, you know, or whatever to review or to say, okay, did you do this right? Or, you know, is that going to work? And that way I know I can leave that spot. I'm like, okay, I nailed that. Let's go, some, let's go to somewhere else. Um, which I know that's, some people are like, if you're a professional, you don't, you don't need to do that. But, I mean, Who cares? I, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened plenty of times where I get home and I'm like, ah, I didn't. I should have stayed there for two more seconds. Right. And I mean, I think it's like it's just workshopping something. Yeah. Like if you are building 
if you're making a complex cut as a as like a wood maker, you're likely gonna like you might be like try it on another piece of wood. But like, let me just try this cut first, make sure I got it before you like go in and dive into it. It's like I feel like it's the exact same thing. Like you're just being like, okay, I'm making sure this is a complex thing. The light or reflections are weird. Let me just I'm like yeah, I'm a little less experimental when I'm shooting film. Because right, I don't yeah. have as many images to, to take. And I you also have, can't even you know if it worked or didn't work. Right. And so I will take the shot. Sometimes I'll, I'll experiment and I'll take the shot. And it worked sometimes. Like when we got the images back, I was like, okay, that worked. That's cool. Sometimes it didn't. But I'm definitely less experimental, you know. And so, therefore, the images that my clients get back when I'm, are very straightforward. Like, I am photographer, you stand there, I take your portrait, which are great. Yeah. But they're a little less artistic in that sense. It's just like, stand over there, let me get the light right, okay, Switch the right, right yeah. sequence, yeah. Click, and then, okay, let's go do something else. You know, and I love that sort of slow pace, but for a wedding, that doesn't always work. Right. It can work. And so I remember this one guy I shot with, uh, Jamie, great shooter, film shooter. And he's like half film, half digital, but he sold himself as a film shooter. Great photographer. But he said, he's like, my clients hire me because they know exactly what they're going to get. And so I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I go in and I, I have a list in his head, like this list that we have here. And he knows exactly what he's going to give his clients. And so he, his, there's no pressure on him. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to give him this shot and then a wedding shot like this, the bright, you know, a thing like this. And so the film, it's very easy for him to go to a wedding. And I was like, bro, that's interesting. I'm exactly the opposite. Right. My clients hire me because they have no idea what they're going to get. And I don't have any idea what they're going to get. I still have these shots, but I want them to have whatever whatever happens artistically, whatever's right. interesting, whatever's different. And so... Um, I don't. I don't want to give each client the same thing. Yeah. And so, but both work. I mean, that's a really interesting question. Like, I don't. I'm curious how, if you would ask your clients, like, "Are you hiring me because you know what you're gonna get, or because you want me to create something like what you've experienced, but your own version of it?" Because I feel like some people. I, I'm curious what what the client breakdown would be if people were to say, "I like that you're creative. I like that you're expressive. I like that you do whatever you want. I like that you." Make it unique to each person. Right. Like, do clients want that, or are they more like? Or if you, I'm curious what you would get out of your clients, or what they would say if you literally just asked them that question. Yeah. No, that'd be. I would not ask them that question. <laughs> just because I feel like there's a little bit of. I mean, I sometimes say that to them. Some things like I don't know. I'm going to do my best to give you what's on my website. Right. I know they're going to get art. I know I'm going to try something weird, but or something different. But I don't want them to think that they're also not, you know, they get the, the normal stuff that we talked about. Totally I give right. them all that stuff anyway. Right. But but it's also laced with <laughs> weird things, you know, with the oddities. Now, you know, or just the things that maybe work or don't work or, you know, or that are exciting. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting because I, I feel like Fair, you know, the Mexican magician. Fair Horsty, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I, you never know what he's going to do. He's so fresh. I feel like every yeah. time you see his work, you're like, "Dang, how did he think of that?" Like it's always different. Even for a family photo, it's just like, I think he just posted a family photo. It's just like, "Gosh, man, this guy's always pushing the envelope. He's always mm-hmm. doing something different." So I imagine his clients they they hire him for his art. It's almost like a painter. It's like right. you might go for someone who's super realistic or like who wants to do like a caricature or their their idea of you who takes a little bit of license. And I think that's, to me, that's the difference. Anyway, back to like the, how many photos 
you give. I think the guy who shoots, or the girl, or doesn't matter, um, who shoots uh, in the traditional way, it's like, I'm going to give you a certain set of photos. Right. They can probably be beholden to a list and leave a wedding with, you know, only taking 200 shots. But then, uh, who was it? There's one guy who wins all these awards. There's a couple, actually. And they said they shot for a wedding, they shoot like 20,000 frames or something like that, which is insane to me. Yeah. For an eight to 10 hour day. It's yeah. Like, what? But they're constantly shooting. Their camera's on like continuous mm-hmm. and they're constantly like taking, like trying something and failing. And then they've, whatever works. And it, to me, it just sounds like a nightmare to cull yeah. that many. Because isn't, I think I heard from Fair that he shot, he shoots like 7,000 images in a wedding day. Fair does it? Yeah. I don't know. That's that. what it's imagining. But it's like I think for, but I think that that's the difference though, is I think those people in that way, they're not literally just like sh- just shooting anything. They're like they're just trying out ideas again and again and again and working right. through them. And yeah, there's but like they probably would have gold with half their photos, if yeah. they shot half as many. But but they're also like literally just creating on the spot and they're not afraid to try things. Yeah. Uh, and I think honestly for me, I, there is definitely a level of like if I'm honest, like less experimentation because I don't want to have to call through tons and tons of stuff. Like I'll, I'll shoot like three or 4,000 images in a wedding. Like that's sure. No, that's but like, I'm like thinking about shooting 7,000 is crazy. And like, well, I don't want to like call through it all. <laughs> I call so, through yeah. It. Yeah. No, it's uh that, that would be crazy, but I don't know. I shoot, I shoot a lot and I, I like being a heavy shooter. I've tried to stop myself, but then I was like, no, I, I like stumbling upon a photo. I like happy accidents. Mm-hmm. I like shooting. And if you're not shooting, then you're not going to, stumble upon that as often obviously right. but uh i don't i don't shoot i mean it's probably four thousand or yeah. something like that but which is a lot gosh it's so many but i do think that. like the all it comes back to the most important thing is probably the curation like sure you've got to be able to take four thousand images and say i'm gonna cut this down to 400 or 450 which is so hard yeah yeah and i think you also like kind of as they say the saying goes i kind of got to kill your darlings to be like yeah like is this important? Is it essential? Is it like say something that doesn't that isn't said anywhere else? Um, is there truth here? Like, and then if not, be like it's out. Yeah. I think we oftentimes like try, try to put ourselves in the mind of our couples and be like, oh, they might want this photo, and that's not a bad thing to do. That's very like empathetic, but also knowing like yeah, but it may take away from the photos that are really powerful if there's too many stuff to just sort through. No, you're you're right. That that was my thing for last year was okay. You you shoot a lot, cull. You need to. Yeah, curate your work. Like there's a, there's more to less is more. Like the curate, give less images. I would go through and I would cull everything. I don't know what your cult your process is, but I culled everything and then I'd cull it again and then uh, I would go edit all those images and then at the end after everything's edited, I'd go through and cull again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just like all right, I need to just I need to kill images that are great. I need to kill the darlings. So the other things shine, and I'm not making it too cloudy because right. we're so good at looking at thousands of images because we cull. We're always looking at images quickly. But if I give my, my client a thousand images, they're not used to looking at that many photos. You know, like, I, I think this is true. I, it might not be, but I don't think they're used to looking at a thousand photos. Right. And so when you give it to them, I've heard from some, they're like, it's like months later, like, we haven't looked through all of them yet. It's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's even though I see meaning in all these places, they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't know we were going to get this many. Like, they're all amazing, but... And I think even if they wanted 800 photos, I might get them like, oh, I don't... I don't it's do daunting. This. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have to look through 800 files, like, and then pick my favorite. You know, it's just, it's tough. Right. And so I think 
us as editors, we have to be better editors of our work to say, you know, this is this is good and this is good and this is good and and throw some things that are amazing because we're so we're too good at making images so quickly that are compositionally strong or we caught a cry or whatever and then we have to decide like yep. okay what what makes sense here what is strong and what should i yeah. stay or should i go okay we're yeah. gonna take a break <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening when we're we'll come right back uh, i have one uh, an instance that happened online earlier i want to talk to you about all right that. let's go All right, we're back. <laughs> I feel like we should record our, uh, our, our breaks. breaks. <laughs> it's like another podcast. Yeah, because we're just like sitting here. Just, like, the conversation keeps going. We just <laughs> don't want you guys to get bored. <laughs> so we're just like, yeah, yeah, this is what I think. Oh, blah, blah, blah. It's literally just me talking and Levi's like, uh-huh. No, uh-huh. I'm, I, no we, I'm we were talking. We were going back. It's a good banter. But there was something, the last one thing we want to talk about today. That oh yeah yeah that so, we were for people to be interested in talking about. I mean, it's an interesting thing. I mean, so it's controversial. It's controversial. Yeah, very much so. I think so. Um, I think it's controversial. This guy, uh, in a, in a, in an online group, I will say no names. He uh, he commented and he said, or he made a post. He said, um, "Hey, a politician who uh, asked me to photograph or take photos um, for his headshots." And I don't believe in what the politician stands for. The guy that the photographer is a very progressive stand, you know, person, and I think he would have made some. Uh, and he he said in the post that the politician was probably in his mind was probably going to use the photo, the headshot, to promote, you know, as like his headshot for his his race, mm-hmm. you know, not his race, like his for his campaign, yeah, his campaign, yeah, yeah. And so he, the photographer was like, he declined to shoot it because he was like, I don't agree with what you stand for. And then every, you know, obviously the echo chamber of online, people were like, yeah, good on you. Well done. Stick it to the man. You know, some people did chime in and say, well, you could have shot it and then like taken the money that he gave you and donated it to his opposite, his, his opposition. Right. Or something like that, or you could have, you know, uh, but it was still in this sort of like idea of, yeah, you don't, you know, you know, because the guy was like, if you don't shoot it, someone else is still going to shoot it. You're just a photographer, you know. He was like, yeah, I know, but he did. He was he asked the question, has anyone else dealt with that? And no one else really responded to that question. They were just all like patting patting him on the back. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what I think about it because. And obviously on this podcast, we try to be as open to all viewpoints as possible. I feel like I have to say that because uh, there is a cadre of the liberal people who, if you don't agree with them, they are as closed off as the conservatives. As soon as you say something they don't agree with, they're like, what? How could you say that? I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to be just trying to have open discourse about like, is this the same as someone who doesn't believe in uh, gay marriage is mm-hmm. it the same for someone like that is it also okay for that person to say I don't believe in this therefore I will not photograph it yeah. and then on um, this this guy did the same thing I don't believe in what he he stands for because he I think the, the conservative guy might be pro um, uh, not pro 
abortion. What's the not other? pro-choice. Yeah, not pro-choice. Yeah. And so I don't know that for sure, but yeah. let's, say yeah, that yeah, that's just, what, yeah. let's say that's what it was. He's like, I don't agree with that, so I'm not going to support him. I'm not going to photograph him. And using sort of your business as like a stance against certain things or a stance for certain things. Um, or do we remain like sort of on the sidelines and, and not use our business as a tool and just say, you know, like, because could the, could the politician have found out and then like sued the guy for, yeah. you know, what, what do, anyway, what are your thoughts? Uh, man, I think I, cause I think I'm trying to think through legally what's legally protected and what's mm-hmm. not legally protected. Like for example, I think legally protected, you can't discriminate based on, uh, race, gender, orientation, um, or, and probably other stuff too. But I'm thinking like, I don't know if like you can discriminate based on political ideologies and that's a protected legal class. Yeah. Now, again, that is not saying that that makes it right or wrong. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm, I think there is an element of legal legalness here that kind of goes to both sides. Personally though, I do kind of resonate with what you're talking about in the sense that it seems counterintuitive or counterproductive to me to say like, yeah, like, if people don't disagree, don't agree with the things that I believe, then they can't discriminate because there needs to be equality. But I can do whatever I want based on like what I stand for. I guess it just seems like, hey, if we're gonna be good people, I don't know. But I okay, I, I mentioned the last last podcast a couple podcasts ago that I'm a pacifist and that I kind of believe in nonviolence and whatnot. And I had a couple um, who is more on the um, a little bit more on the. Uh, conservative side of like war and gun control and things like that where that's like everyone should have weapons and there's a lot of the, they had said some stuff that was like pretty anti-immigration and things like that i'd seen and it was like it was a little hard for me to like you said it to you not to me the things that are said publicly or on platforms on social media things like that that okay. like, i didn't obviously agree with um but i was like you know like so i'm gonna shoot this i i feel like it's not my place to disc to figure out what they to only work with that are like me. Mm-hmm. That's literally why I got out of what I was doing previously to, so I could meet people that aren't like me. Um, so yeah, I, I felt like, I know I definitely felt like it wouldn't be fair for me to, to say no to them based on like political views like that. It's like, yeah, but I mean, I know I, I just feel <laughs> no, like it's tough. I, I guess I think the biggest thing that we lack is like this lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason that, um, that conservative side of stuff gets, kind of wrapped for that is that they for that they claim a platform of empathy i think a lot of people who are christians this is just call it what it is like people who are christians claim this like really big platform of like love and grace and empathy but then in the actions they have don't seem to be empathetic or graceful or kind sure. well are, in the ways that in the ways that they're certain mad. people want them to be right yeah, right yeah. yeah in the way that other people perceive them and yeah. um so I think that's why it's a, it seems like two toned. Like it seems like it's you preach one thing and then you. And so I think that is where there's a lot of criticism for like evangelical communities. I mean, and honestly, right now, like with people like Donald Trump in power and having the support of like evangelical circles and so like that, I think it, it's a bad look for a lot of oh sure Christians the, and evangelicals. Yeah. Um. So I think there's there's a little bit more tied into that side of it, but I don't know, man. I'm I I personally like yeah, it doesn't seem like it's. I mean, but when if, I mean, it, it's a it's a crazy stance. But what if like, what if it was Trump? What if if you know someone you're like, Trump was like, hey man, will you photograph my headshots for my next campaign? Yeah, uh, Levi, 
and you're like, ah, oh, Trump, man. I don't I mean, support what yeah, you stand I mean, for. Or whatever. Listen, I'm not saying... It, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good point. I'm open I, to people supporting Trump. I'm yeah. actually like... Do your right, thing. Sure. We're, we're work, you know, we're trying to figure this work right. out. It's just a, a contextualization around what we. It's easy to yeah. say that versus to be, you know. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, if Trump were to approach me to shoot photographs, if I'm honest, I feel like I'd be like, nah. You <laughs> probably. <laughs> I just I like the idea of yeah. you saying nah, nah to Trump. <laughs> I'm good, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm good. <laughs> but I also feel like I do feel like yeah. I guess there is a politicalness to that too, where it's like saying, "Hey, I'm making a stand by not supporting, not advocating um, things that." Ah, it's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, you put it, when you put it that way, I think it does contextualize it in a totally different way. And I'm like, now I feel like I'm eating my words of everything I just said because I'm like, yeah, I don't think I could or would photograph Trump for. Because of my belief system. But is that the same, then, as, like, the conservative photographer who's getting, you know, like, beaten for... Not beaten, but, like, getting his sued, business... Yeah, getting down sued for, for not photographing something he doesn't believe in. I just don't... I don't... I, I'm, let me think. If Trump was to say, hey, AD, will you shoot my headshot? I think there's an artist side of me that would be like, yeah, bro, I got you. You know, like... I okay, say it like but that, I think but. maybe maybe it's, like, this element of, like... Individuality, belief, individual beliefs versus like personal, like communal groups. For example, if I say, "Hey, I don't support Trump," that doesn't mean I am not against. I wouldn't work for any, any Republican. It just means like I'm not going to work for Trump. I don't want to work for you. And I think if you were to say, "Hey, I'm not going to like shoot a wedding or bake a cake or whatever it is for an entire community of people, like any mm. person that's gay across the board," that's I think a bit different. That is more in line. That to me seems more like it's like saying, like, "I won't shoot a wedding for anyone who's black." Like. That is different than saying, like, I'm not going to shoot a wedding for this one person who's black because I disagree with them on whatever situation. I mean, not saying that's right So if it was a Republican councilman or councilwoman who was against something you believe in, you know, and they're like, hey, I need new shots for my campaign. And, you know, or whatever. They don't have a Republican or Democrat. I'm Mm. not putting you in whatever. What if they were just like, hey, I... I need some headshots for my campaign, and you knew that they supported something you didn't support. Let's say they were pro lots of guns. <laughs> <laughs> pro everyone should have a gun. Yes. Everyone, I want to make pass a law that everyone has and a gun. And they're like pushing it. Are you like looking to see if, are you, do you care? Do you? I don't know, I mean, I guess at that point it's like, <sighs> how much of a difference does it make politically? I think for me to say like, yes, to like, no, I'm not going to photograph Trump is a large statement politically to say this actually carries value and merit of like someone making a stand mm-hmm. and some small skit time, like county person is like, man, it's not going to, it's not actually accomplishing what I want to accomplish. But yeah. I, I do actually think that there is just legally, and again, I'm not a lawyer, so this is just me speaking off the top of my mind with ideas that could be very wrong but I do think that there is an element of protected, protected classes that I think political beliefs is not a protected, protected class yeah but like I just you feel like, like moral, moral morally yeah, sure. it just feels like uh, you know like just because it's not a protected class I'm not just going by whatever the law sure, says like right. hey you know but I I, I don't know like I understood why the guy wrote what he wrote online like hey I'm not going to I'm not going to photograph him. I don't believe in it. And I, I was like, oh, that's an interesting stance. Like, It just seems like the, the pot calling the kettle black. Is that kind of thing? Like, It just seems like... Yeah, I was like, okay, but is that the same thing as this, that is what this other kid did? And I get the legality of it, but I'm just trying to be as open as possible. I'm trying to be like, okay, right. is that the same? I don't know. Like, And I, I, I don't know. I wish I wasn't so... I wish I was like either Republican or Democrat very strongly. Like, I wish... 
I wasn't somewhere in the middle right? Uh, as a moderate because I'm just kind of like, I get both sides. I get why he doesn't want to photograph mm. that. Like, I, I get it. Like, I, I kind of want to stand with him, but I don't, I literally don't know what I would do. Mm. I, I would default to not, I think, uh, if someone asked me to photograph them, okay, first of all, I would not research the person anyway. I right. wouldn't care. It's a, In my mind, it's a business. I wouldn't even think about what they were doing. You know, so he somehow was like, hey, he researched the guy. And I was like, why did you do that? Like, it's a headshot. But part of me thinks I would keep it very business mm-hmm. and it would be separate from my personal life and I would photograph whoever, you know. But but I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I wonder what would what would happen if it actually happened. Um, yeah, man, that's... Yeah, I think just... I think because we're not really talking about a legal level here. We're talking about a moral level of saying... Is is it okay to say to discriminate against someone based on their belief system? Mm-hmm. Eh, yes or no? Because because I think what we're saying is like, or we're trying to ask is like, does it even matter what the belief system is? Should should it be the same across the board? Like if you say, hey, you can't discriminate for someone being like being gay or for someone being a different race, you also shouldn't discriminate based on like their political idea ideology. Mm-hmm. That's that kind of what we're. I think that's more. I think that's what we're yeah. asking. It's saying like, hey, like are are we as a community going to say we will grant loopholes to whatever we feel like granting loopholes to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That, I think that's the real question. And I was like, I don't feel like that seems like it's very empathetic or kind or like in the spirit of what the whole point of, but listen, bro, I have, there is a place where I'm like, I will not photograph this. And maybe it's because I grew up Christian, but if someone was like, I'm doing like a, like a satanic worshiper wedding or something like that, you know? Yeah. I think that would be past my, like, level of... Like, I photographed homosexual weddings, and it's good, and I, I was fine, and I learned a lot from, from like, being empathetic and going to that wedding. I literally changed my viewpoints, you know, by seeing what their love was like and all that kind of stuff. But, dude, I don't know, like, if I could go to, like, a, satan- a satan worshiper wedding, like, that would be wild, like... I don't think I could do it. Like, uh, I mean, like, no, oh, yeah, I yeah. couldn't do it. And I'd be like, no, nah, dude, like, let me find you somewhere else. <laughs> I'm trying to be honest, right? Yeah. Could you do that? I, don't, I mean, I, I think that would like. It, I feel like it, I would literally be freaked out by, like. If it, it, like yeah, if it's like I feel like occult stuff in general just freaks me out. Sure. Like, I think about, like yeah. like I can't even watch like a occult movie. Yeah. Been, like, I'm like nah. Yeah. I'm no. Terrified. <laughs> Um, and, and not that I'm like this. This is like the well, worst yeah, case scenario. But in my yeah. mind, I'm like, no. There, there's a there's a place where I'm like, I wouldn't go past that yeah. line. Well, some like yeah. for some friends of ours got an inquiry for this wedding. It was like, hey, we're gonna do like a spiritual. We're gonna go down to like this place in South America where we have one of our shamans, and we're gonna do like, this, like huge like religious spiritual elopement retreat thing. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to take a lot of peyote, and then we're gonna get married. Hmm. And I remember thinking, like, that sounds crazy. It yeah. sounds like something that I feel like has potential to get very out of hand and not be something <laughs> I would be interested in. Like, it wasn't doing great for me, so I didn't have to deal with it. But, but I'm yeah. like, to me, it's like, that doesn't sound like something, like, doesn't seem safe. Sure. Doesn't seem like something I know much about or really want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So that to me is like, yeah, like, I feel like I don't feel like I would do a good job with that or I, feel, I don't feel like I would be comfortable in that situation. You're not the right photographer. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not, I don't think I'm a good fit for this. But, like, is that discrimination? I mean... 
Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, it's like, I'm not like, I don't, it's like your lifestyle is your, your lifestyle. Like, I don't care what you do with it. I just don't feel like I would do a good job photographing, like, this, yeah, this thing. Like, like, then it's like, okay, is this discrimination? Is this not? Is it just saying, like, hey, I don't feel like I'm a good fit because, like, I feel like you probably want someone who's, like, super on board with peyote to do this wedding. I, I don't know. Like, that's where I feel like this idea of, like, discrimination versus, like, saying, like, hey, how do I. Yeah, that's that's what I think is like the complicated thing. I think in this situation you're talking about though, it is more like person saying, "Hey, I just don't believe with them. I don't want to do this. I'm gonna not do it because I disagree." That's a very different thing, I think, than just like I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not. Yeah, that. no, I I don't know. I think I don't I know. Mean, Back listeners, tell us what you think, man. I feel yeah. like man or woman or child that are out there, tell us what you think. Do you think? Yeah. What's the question? Is it is it <laughs> morally is it ever, yeah. okay to? Say no to certain jobs based off of, yeah, based off of any, any, any reason, any reason across the board. Yeah. Or what reason? Or, or what you, reasons? Yeah. yeah. What's or, your line? What's yeah. your, what's the line and how do you, how do you figure out what the line is? Um, and, not, and I'm not talking legally. I'm talking like morally. Like what's the moral stipulation for saying like, I can't cross this threshold. Yeah. And that's going to be different for everyone. It's, yeah. Like it's going to be so, it's going to be so different. Some people will be totally fine with it and. But, I don't even know, dude. I don't. I, that's so funny because normally I'm like, yeah, I know, but right. Because I feel like yeah. you could literally be on the exact opposite sides. And be, like, for example, if someone's like, oh, it's this politician's like pro-choice. It's I think it's immoral. I can't figure out someone's I think is immoral. And someone could be like, I'm pro, I'm pro-life, and this or vice versa. This girl's like, I'm pro-choice, and this politician's pro-life, and I feel like that's immoral. Like you could, like you could easily be on different sides and think the other person's immoral. Um, and, and then you use, but what would you use your business? Right. And to also to like who in that case like who determines what is moral what's immoral and when you discriminate against something or when you say, yeah I guess if you are saying no to something like is it based on legality morality like what gives us the right or what gives anybody the right to say like I'm gonna say no to this for I don't know mm-hmm. I just feel like I feel like we've asked enough ways tell us what you think it's complicated I don't have any answers to it we yeah. talked about things that we we're like ah this is, makes me uncomfortable whatever I don't know but like I don't know hit us up no we're trying to figure it out I think. Uh, at some point, as we grow as photographers, we're, we're codifying kind of uh, what is the norm. For, right. And for how do we not codify based off of just a cultural zeitgeist versus being like, no, we're going to be consistent across this, across the way. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Nice Spirit word. Spirit of the age, bro. my man. Spirit of the times. Spirit. I like that. I like that. That should be the name of our band. It should be. Our banjo our banjo band. Yeah, you would be the singer. Because remember you... Uh, yeah. Can't you, play the banjo? No, you took us out with a song last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could you take us out with a song this time, Levi? Um, Probably not. Just sing whatever you're going to say next. Just sing it, bro. Thanks for joining the podcast. <laughs> what is your singing face? <laughs> it's like you're pooping. <laughs> <laughs> this is Black Light Podcast. We'll catch y'all in a week or two because I'm actually going on vacation. Uh, we'll catch y'all very soon. Peace.